Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have Jade Holland from Australia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's exciting. I, you have a new single out. It is, I feel like <laughs> summertime sunshine in you. It feels like a mouthful. Um, <laughs> it's fun. It's exciting. But before we jump into that, I want to step back a little bit because you have a couple albums out and you have a couple yes. singles out. So if kind of like bring the American audience and everyone up a little bit up to par to where you are right now, if you could just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I put out my first album probably about 10 years ago now. And uh, it was, I wrote and recorded it here in Australia and uh, loved every bit of it. And it was kind of like my introduction to becoming a recording artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never done that before. My family's not musical. So I've just kind of been fumbling my way through this and figuring it out for myself as I go. And then a few years after that, I uh, got an opportunity from some Australian friends of mine that live in Nashville and they said, hey, why don't you come over, do some songwriting with us. If you love it and you want to record here, let's do that. If not, you know, take your music home to my original producer, Sean, here and, uh, and you know, go back and re- record over there. And I w- flew to Nashville and fell in love with it's like magic that arrives when like when I arrived there I felt the magic and I went holy moly I have to do this so we wrote the album we recorded the album the album was based off probably like my life at the time Mm -hmm. uh I'd been single for a number of years and um kind of made a lot of fun and a lot of jokes about that because it didn't really phase me but I have lived a strange late dating life where I've got a million stories of, you know, funny dates and things like that that I went on that were never successful, thank God. <laughs> and uh, and then so we wrote the album, recorded it in Nashville. I love the whole experience. And I, aside from the years that COVID's been around, I've been back to America ever since. So for the last five years in a row, uh, every it's probably every time summer's, uh, it's summertime there, I would go back there because I hate winter. So <laughs> I would fly out of Australia on the first of winter and spend two months in America <laughs> nice. to escape it. Yeah. That's nice. That's like, yeah, Nashville's probably like the capital of songwriting right now, probably in the US. That and Vegas are the two musical places the most now. I think it's changed. Wow. I think it used to be, it was mostly like New York and, you know, in California, but now everyone kind of moved either to Vegas or to Nashville. Yep. So. Well, I'm going to have to visit Vegas next time because I've only been to Vegas for 12 hours. That's, That's it. <laughs> what I have. I actually haven't gone on that side of the uh, United States. <laughs> so, so what's interesting is you're listening to your music because you call yourself country, but it's not country. Some songs are country-ish, but you could also be a pop singer, like really yeah. your pop tones. And some of the songs, like they totally would have been like pop music without the acoustic, without the, you know, the country guitar. But then another song, yep. the next song totally sounds like it could be like an Americana Chuck Crow song. Like you really do feel like you have a couple of genres all mixed in there. I do, yeah. I feel like my my style, I, I just call it Jade style because I don't know there's a technical term for it, but it's kind of my childhood rolled into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents didn't know what country music was at all. I woke up one day and I said, Mum, I'm going to be a singer. And my mum said, I don't think you can sing at all. How? <laughs> 
how are you going to be a singer if, if I don't think you can sing? Um, and we lived in the bush, so we lived an hour away from all kinds of life, um, all yeah. signs of life, sorry. So uh, I just said, well, I'll teach myself and I would turn on the radio every day and I sat there with a little crappy acoustic guitar that cost me like $50 and I would try and figure out the chords and I would try and sing the notes and I taught myself for 10 years of my life and then uh, we started kind of travelling doing the country music circuit and that's when I guess my um, my country kind of upbringing developed because all I had known while I was a kid, while my parents, you know, were raising me was rock and roll and Metallica. I literally knew uh, Metallica, ZZ Top, Led Zeppelin, all of this. Mum lived for Cheryl Crow, so there's definitely some Cheryl in there. And that was that was my childhood upbringing. And then I hit the road doing country music across Australia, singing country music across Australia, and and learning about the country and Australians' ver- our version of country music, which is very different to the US. Which and- is, I was trying to figure that out myself today too, so you could probably expand on that. <laughs> yeah 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 that's right yeah it's a very different vibe we have I guess that's a beautiful thing about music is what would be called pop music in America would probably not be called pop music in Australia and vice versa um and I loved you know learning about the land here in Australia and um traveling to all the different parts of the world well Australia and uh that's where I think all my sounds came from was just channeling my entire upbringing uh, and putting it all into one. And then obviously later on in life, I've discovered the Australian kind of pop country or even American pop country. I live for, I love Nashville pop country. And uh, I think that's where I've, I've kind of, it is a, it is a bit of a um, eclectic uh, range of music in my album. It does go from pop to country to probably a little bit of rock in there and then back again. <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a combination of, of everything I grew up on that I try to incorporate in there. Well, it's it's good. It's enjoyable. I just when I was listening to it, I was like, I know your country. I'm listening to. I'm like, all right, country music. I'm hearing it, and I was like, oh, that's not even a country song. Like, it's like a different person. Totally, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in America, I mean, you really got the. Yeah, the, I just I'm, had to. The, I'm sorry. The two types of music with, with country music would be like the the old the older style and the outlaw. You know, Johnny Cash and you know, so forth and back. And then you have the 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 um, pop pop version. Which probably started getting big, like you know, Garth Brooks and Ford was, you know, Shania Twain was got a little more extra to it. Yep, absolutely, and that's the kind of stuff when we uh, were buying, you know, albums as a kid because my parents had never listened to country music at all. So I said, I want to sing country music, and my mom said, What is that? <laughs> so you know, when I was buying albums as a kid, I was uh, I was buying Australian albums by Casey Chambers um or Lee Kernigan which is like kind of our modern kind of not so much pop country but they're like a like a rock country almost um Casey's got a little bit of pop in her vibe um and then the other albums you know American wise that I would buy would be the Dixie Chicks or the Chicks uh and I would buy Garth Brooks I bought the Garth Brooks album actually I think I bought the whole collection that day uh you know and so I was I just was trying to vibe, okay, how can I mix all of this into my sound, which is a hard thing to do. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to take my favourite pieces of everyone and then incorporate that into my Jade style. <laughs> well, they're, they're fun. Um, so 
actually, so the, the album I'm looking at right here is the one you did, and it's the last one, um, Dream Wild. That one feels a little more of a mix than the first one. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And that was quite Nashville inspired too, actually. Um, I wrote that online or just over a Zoom, the beautiful thing about, you know, the wide web and, and yeah. everything we have access to these days. And uh, I wrote that with Phil Barton in, he was in Nashville. He's an Australian who's been in Nashville now for 12 years, um, doing amazing things. And uh, he called me in, uh, on Zoom and said, you know, let's chat about this album and the potential for you to come over and record over here. And I said, yeah, no worries. And um, I don't know, I just, you know, I, I can talk till the cows come home, obviously. And uh, we were just chatting away and I said, I said, oh, I said, Phil, I just dream wild all the time. I don't even know what, how to make sense of what goes on in my head or my heart. And he just went, oh, my gosh stop, wait there, don't say another word. And he grabs the guitar and <laughs> and we wrote that within like 10 minutes. It just flowed out and, and it was all us talking about me coming over and fulfilling one of my lifelong dreams to come over to Nashville and um, to experience, you know, American country music and um, life over there and things like that. And um, I went and spent a few months doing that. So that was really exciting and I cannot wait to get back. Have you played uh, over here? I think that's... When you were here? Uh, not a lot, no. I mean, I did go up and play at the Listening Room in Nashville, so one of the songwriters' rounds and um, a few other little places. But, no, I didn't I didn't play there. I'm, I like to come over and be a nobody and kind of just immerse myself in everyone else's music <laughs> and experience it. So the last, the other thing you said recently was with COVID, you just had another single out and – bear with me here i'm sorry i'm the worst with titles that's all right it was your last single was the fight one that was actually for a good cause you want to yes fight for it please yes yeah that was that's a really um that was probably one of the toughest songs i've ever written um i've got a few of them and there's a few that i really struggle to sing live because i just think i'm going to melt on the spot um but that one i think being so close to home that you know we are all dealing with mental health and we have been for so long um especially during COVID and coming out of COVID if that's what you want to call it you know um I know as a musician I felt incredibly lost during COVID Uh, I had a huge tour booked just before it hit and um I've got a lot of family and friends that have dealt with their own share of uh, mental health issues my dad in particular when I was growing up he he was my dad okay have you ever seen the movie Wild Hogs yes with John Travolta, right? Yeah. So my dad looks like a hardcore biker and is not, is the biggest teddy bear, is the most awkward human you've ever met and it's hilarious when he hops on a bike and he's got the big long goatee and he's got this little leather jacket on and you're like, go dad, yeah. <laughs> so he was a really, um, he's he looks big and tough and as a kid he, he actually was, he kind of came from that era of men don't cry. And um, it's a it's a big thing here in Australia too because I guess it's like you've got the land that a lot of people live from and and men running farms and things like that living through the droughts and and men don't cry you know that was always the thing that I heard when I was growing up so my dad did tell us he he used to tell us he loved us but not a lot um, it was a, it was more like a tough love kind of thing and. A few years ago, I was really struggling. Um, I, I went through a bit of a bad record deal and I really I came out of it really hard in a really bad place. And my dad sat me down and said, Ida, 
he he sat me down with a beer and when dad sits you down with a beer you know it's it's about to go down and he said um I he sought professional help many years ago for something he was going through and he actually broke down and cried and just basically opened up to me about everything from you know me being born through to through to that point wow. and just what he had experienced and and I couldn't believe that you know the, the the toughest person in my life had just cried in front of me and opened up about everything that he had been going through and it just I just grew this all new respect I still get goosebumps talking about it because I I feel like I just grew like an incredible amount of love for him more than I already had you know because someone's so tough and so strong in your life like my rock to to open up and say that to me it was phenomenal you know it just did wonders for me and um it inspired me so much you know to to want to change my life to want to you know get back up on that horse and you know one bad record deal doesn't mean anything you know and um and I wrote this song with him in mind and he loves the song and it just it I don't know it just warms my heart knowing that it's helped a few people in the world that's great I mean I can imagine just like I'm not crying I've got some dust in my I got some, some, some yeah you know I know it's funny uh, a side note I was actually talking about this the other day with somebody. Nothing is harder to see like a grown man or a woman that's strong that you never see show emotions. And then you see them at that point where they show it. Like you don't know what to do because yeah. you're so not used to it. Like it's the weirdest thing. Absolutely. The first time. Like, yeah. like dad doing it. You're like, I, I don't know what to do. He's yeah. weird. what do you do? I thought he was broken for a second. You know, I was, I was like, okay, do we have an on off button? Do I reset you? You know, what's happening here? It, it really was like that. And, and the beautiful thing from that experience for both dad and I is it opened up an all new um, chain of communication for us. And we've never been back before we were then um, ever since, you know, we've always just openly talked about everything and dad will still go get a beer, sit down. And I'm like, okay, uh, um, and I'm excited for those conversations. I think it's a beautiful thing. And, and that's the thing. We do try to talk about mental health and suicide a lot, but I don't think we talk about it enough yet. It's important. He grabs a beer and you got the Kleenex and it's, it's going to be an event. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Most of the time people grab a wine and a box of chocolate, yeah. but you know. <laughs> You're in a Kleenex. It's, it's still so good. It's yeah. So you said your family wasn't really into music, but like so your dad's into the song. Have they kind of come forward now to really into the music thing now that you're in it yes they are they love it you know they it's like they've kind of been learning all about the music industry and and the world of music whilst I've been you know living it you know mum mum always jokingly says because she I love my mum but she cannot sing to save her life at all not even at karaoke it's it's bad (laughs) and um she always says I'm just living my life vicariously through you and I think oh that's great mum lucky one of us has got the talent <laughs> well her, her not thinking you could sing too so kind of like me she thought yeah it's the genes yeah that's right exactly well no it's a biz- bizarre thing because no one else in my family is musical my nan can hear um certain notes like she's got, got like perfect pitch mm-hmm. so you know if I'm to sing a melody line to her She's never had a guitar lesson in her life or a piano lesson in her life, but she can sit down and she will pick out exact notes that I am singing. Really? It's yeah, she can hear it. She just goes, hang on, give me a second. And she'll she'll flicker through the piano and she'll go, Oh, this is the melody you're singing, and she'll just play it. And I think she's a freak of nature <laughs> in a good way. So 
the singles out, what is the single? Is there a certain overall feeling with that? And besides being summertime, because you're also touring with it's the pink vines, right? It's a collection. Pink vines to it, yeah. It is, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. So the summertime sunshine and you. I literally wrote this at the very beginning of COVID. So we were probably two months in thinking that we were all coming out of this sometime soon because we didn't and that's like, what, really know. Five years ago? Yeah. Five years. <laughs> yeah. It's so long. That's what it feels like. I know. <laughs> and, you know, so I think I was, at the time, I was really thinking, yeah, we'll come out of this really soon. You know, we'll be back touring in no time. I can't wait to hit the road. And, um, you know, I was just channeling, you know, it was we were heading into winter. We were, and I think you guys were heading into summer. And uh, I was, I was like, I hate winter. I really do. It brings me down. I just, I'm not a fan. I look like a hobo sitting on my couch because I'm wearing all of my clothes to stay warm. It hits me to my bones. And um, I was like, you know what? We just want summertime all year round, you know. And and I, again, I was still single at the time. And I was like, wouldn't it just be nice to be holding someone's hand on the beach and just letting the sun kiss your skin and just have living life? And I was, I was vibing with this, you know, I've been locked down, isolated, like we've, we're all feeling this, you know, and um, I didn't release it last year only because I just, I felt like the timing wasn't right. It was, well, we were still in the midst of craziness, you know, and I thought, no, I really wanted this to be a, a song that's got the summertime vibes as we are coming out of COVID. And I felt mm-hmm. like this was the perfect timing because I feel like we've really come so far <laughs> in two years. Um, and, um, you know, it feels touch wood feels like we're on the up and up. And, uh, that's why I just, I vibe this song and I wrote it with some American friends of mine in Nashville via zoom, um, Messi and Bruce. And I, I was channeling this, you know, the summertime sunshine and you, and they were like, Oh my gosh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is it's been going on so long now and like, yeah, winter's been so hard here. So it is good and it feels like, you know, it, it opens up, it goes away for a little bit or it seems like it's going down and then it turns around. So at this point, you got to kind of, just, I think you just got to kind of move forward when you have an opportunity, like like a game board, yeah. like a kid's game board, you can kind of move forward a little bit and you might slide back a few, you know, shoots and ladders or, you know, and the other thing is with, with the releasing of music is people don't know what to do. There really is no right or wrong way because during COVID, everyone's writing their best albums. So the, the game is, the AGA game has got to be there. You know, are you holding your album? Some people have their album ready to release, and they're like, "We're not going to keep it. The fans should have it now while they're trapped at home to listen to it." And some people are like, "I, I didn't, I get it, but I tour on this album. I don't make money off the album, but that's part of my tour. I'm not touring. I should keep it." That's a hard I, decision. Yeah, there's really no. It, it is a hard decision. It's it's um. There's no handbook. <laughs> mm. There's no rule. There's no guide. It's kind of okay. What are you feeling? should you know should we hold on to an album so we um I am working on an album and that yeah I feel like that's almost going to be a flip the coin situation we have been touring a little bit here um it does come and go so and that makes you as an artist that makes me feel really bad when people buy tickets to shows and then you know a, a week later I have to cancel the show because of a COVID outbreak and the venues, you know, cancelling everything and closing down, you know. So it's a it's such a fickle situation. You're 100 percent on the money though. We do have to move forward, you know. So how do we do that? I think that's where the beautiful thing about one of the beautiful things I found in COVID, we all became more creative. Even the non-creative people became more creative with 
how are we going to make money or what are my, you know, DIY projects at home and things like that. I started building furniture. I kid you not. Um, and I, not to make money, I, I made it for my house because I was like, well, I'm in the middle of writing songs. The furniture people can see and sit on that, like stuff that's like taped together and driftwood. No. <laughs> Do you want me to show you a piece? Oh, please, please, please. Do it. I, I, okay. I've antagonized you, yes. I'm, it's a little bit messy, but um, so I built our TV unit here, if you can see this. Oh, wow, look at that. Nice. Yeah, I wanted, I I, I, I just thought, well, we've, we've just bought this brand new house and it's it's so big inside. We've got this gorgeous long wall. Uh, it's like a big brick wall and I was like, oh, you know, it's so big that, Standard furniture doesn't look any good in here. We tried it. It looks terrible. It looks tight. It's, it's like putting a teeny little chair in the corner and going, okay, what's that there for? Um, and I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit of a bigger than life kind of person. So I said to my partner, well, I just need you to buy me some timber. And he was, he's never really seen that creative side of me. I met him at the beginning of COVID, which is another reason why summertime came around. Summertime, sunshine and you. And um so he he said, oh, I've never seen this side of you, this creative can build furniture side. <laughs> and I went, well, I'm just going to show you. So, yeah, my dad came over and helped me do a few little things and we threw that together and he went, wow, you can build furniture. So now, okay, I kid you not, I have got um, in the shed right now, I'm working on a, co- a dining room table because I sold our little table that didn't work in our house. <laughs> and now I've got that. I'm going to have to send you a before and after photo. <laughs> That's funny, I like that a lot. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So I, it was just something I think, you know, um, we all do just have to move forward with COVID and, um, you know, uh, hopefully it's soon going to be a thing of the past. Um, but Releasing music during this time is a very, very bizarre situation. I did put out a single last year that was simply done digitally because there was no avenue for us to tour. Um, This time around I feel a lot more lucky that we are able to tour this next single uh, and and to be able to just go out and see people and get out of the house. Do you want a label or just your your own doing it yourself? I have a small label, yeah, with in-groups. So, yeah, it's you know, it gets out there to the world, which is great. Um, and, yeah, I just want the tour to go ahead and touch wood. It's all good. Tickets are selling. Everything looks good. I'm quite excited. <laughs> That's really good. I got to laugh. And see, you, you, see, you laugh when you're dating history being crazy. And then, of course, to continue it, you're probably the only person to get together with somebody during COVID. Well, everyone else is, you know, breaking apart. <laughs> I know. Okay. And it was such a, not to touch wood, not to like um, touch on it too much, but it was an incredibly bizarre situation because, you know, I, I can admit, and, I'm, and I, I have no hesitation in admitting, I was on Tinder. And for me, that felt like everyone treated it like a game, right? And I was thinking, I was like, this is such a temporary thing that people are chasing on here when I was you know looking for love um and I didn't think I I truly thought no tinder is not the place I'll meet my forever person um and then I met this guy on there and he gave me the worst pickup line in the world if COVID doesn't take you out can I (laughs) and I was like you've got to be kidding me and we started talking and then I, this is the thing I love about COVID. I try to look for the positives. Because of COVID and the lockdowns at the time, I couldn't go and meet Chad. His name is Chad, my partner. I couldn't go and meet him. So we were pen pals for two months. 
And I love that. That reminded me of like my grandparents getting together back in the day when you would send notes and yeah. send letters in the mail and, and you, would, you would talk. You would genuinely talk about life and your hopes and yeah. dreams and your goals and where you want to go and what you want to be when you grow up. And then you would meet and you would get to experience that side of things as well, you know, and it was such a beautiful thing. I'm so grateful we were pen pals for two months. That's so funny. See, to me, <laughs> I, I've never done any of this. I've been married for you know, um, a long time. So to me, my, my paranoia, as we were talking about earlier before the show, I'd be afraid every, everything would be, every date would start with a white van in front of the house, you know, with free hugs on the side of it. Everything's going to end up, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> Smell anything on this rag? No, nothing. You're out cold. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to me, you're, you're a brave person. You're in Australia, though, so I mean, everything, you get to fight everything, you know, so you're talking about before. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> so your two singles are is, is this single on your last one, your digital one? Are they going to end up on your album as bonus tracks or something? Because as a fan, yeah. when, when an artist does an album and then I'm doing EP and then everything's all over the place, Depending on what your music player is, it's kind of hard to keep it all together. You know what I mean? Do a playlist. It really can be a pain. Yeah, absolutely. It's all together in one spot as a fan. That's and that's and but I always run my music career the way I would love to see my idols do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and when I, I take a little piece of all my favorite artists and I go, all right, I love what she did there. And keeping the music together is a hundred percent. Like that's my goal because I want to make it easily accessible. I want people to buy an album and not miss out on a, one of their favourite songs that may have been a single pre pre the album, you know. Mm. So I definitely am um, going to put them on as bonus tracks because I love them. And I think as well heading in that direction for this next album, they totally, they work. They absolutely are a vibe for the album. So um, they will be there. I think you're going to evolve more into your own sound too, like a, a total mixture. Like every song is going to totally be that sound of you with your all your mixtures together, where it won't overlap yeah. one or the other. What is your end, end goal? Though? Are you looking to be an independent solo artist? Are you looking to let you have a band? Do you want to be a more touring person, more of a recording and some touring? Because everyone has COVID's been kind of different for people. People that were toured forever, like I've never been home this long. I've never seen my kids. Yeah, I've never seen my spouse. Or the other ones are like, I, I, I got to go. We got to get this thing going here. I can't, I can't be home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, um, I want to be a touring and recording artist. That's, that's primarily. I, before COVID, I was basically on the road three quarters of the year and then I'd spend a quarter of the year at home um, writing, recording, hanging out with my dog, everything like that. Um, I, yeah, I've actually really loved having the time at home. Um, it's been very strange and unusual and there is definitely days where I go, oh, the house is, is just closed. The walls are closing in on me. So I go and sit in the yard or, you know, do some gardening yeah. or play with the dog outside kind of thing. But um, I want to go back to that, to the, you know, like about six months touring and then six months working on new music and well, because creating. You're, you're, you're and starting a new, you know, house and uh, yeah, this is a new, you guys are like a, the two of your new family. I'm not saying you're well, a whole more family, but you know what I mean? So now before you yeah. didn't have that, so you had, you're like, I just keep going forever. But now you've exactly right. got something else going too. 
I do. Yeah. I've got, you know, like I've got someone to come home to, you know, and we've got a cute little dog who's an absolute pain in the butt. Um, but that's you're hundred percent on the money. I, I didn't have anyone really to come home to before. And I used to, I would just be touring Australia and visiting my parents, you know, on my way through back and forwards, I'd be like, Hey, I'm here. I'll see you later, you know? And, um, so I'm excited now. I think the, you know, the six months on six months off thing is really kind of going to work for me. And, um, and now that I've got more time to write, you know, I'm really looking forward to putting a, you know, way more, like more effort into this next album and um, really seeing what we can come up with and, and dig deep. And um, I know that I've got some songs coming out that are so emotional. They're, they're a great vibe, but they're just, you know, I'm, I've channeled all of my heart and everything in them and I'm going, okay, now I've got to pull it together to play these songs live because that's hard work. <laughs> And not to bore my eyes out midway through. You don't want to bum everybody out. Like your video is funny. Your last video just is fun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, the songs, the songs are very, they're very vibey. They're very, very fun. It's just um, they're just really deep and meaningful for me, you know. But that's the beautiful thing about music is how I, you know, if a song is a serious song for me, someone else may not necessarily vibe that. They might be just listening to the music going, This is a fun, cool song, you know. So um I'm just really looking forward to that time, you know, on the road to be getting out there and meeting people and seeing people again and, you know, playing our songs live. And I do have a band here. Um, so hopefully at the moment in Australia, it's been tough. We've been, you know, touring as maybe a duo or a trio, um, but I'm really looking forward to putting the whole band on the road again and just going. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of bands over here have kind of splintered or fallen apart over this past few years because you got to live you know, and they couldn't yeah. do it that way. So bands have kind of divided and conquered and moved around a lot. What is your, um, your dream gig? Like who are you going to want to tour with? Who are you aiming for? Like, you know, who are some of the people? Ooh, you wanna... It's a tough one. So here in Australia, there's a lady by the name of Casey Chambers. Mm-hmm. I've literally been a fan girl of hers since I can remember. Um, so, and I just absolutely adore everything she does. So I would love to tour with Casey. Um, and in the US, it's Miranda. I'm a Miranda girl. I need <laughs> that would be like, you know, I would be, all right, I can die a happy person now. I'm done. <laughs> I could see you going. I could see you doing it. You, you got the same type of sense pop sensibilities, you know, in the music. It's yeah. Perfect, probably the same same audience without the accent. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. <laughs> Either side, either That's side it. too. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. All right, so everybody's watching uh, the links for all this stuff underneath the show or if you're listening to the podcast. So you can go go to the site, check out the video, go to her Instagram, Facebook, follow her, support her. You want to say, uh, well, for those people that are out there in Australia, you actually have a couple of dates going right now. Do you want to announce those real quickly? Yeah, so this weekend starting, we are starting the Pink Vines Tour this weekend. So on Friday the 25th, we are going to be playing at the Dag Pub in Diagula. Uh, and then next weekend we are at Wynnum Manly Leagues Club. And uh, it is just going to be so much fun. We've got more dates, but I'm only going to throw you the two at the moment just because yeah. they're the main ones that we're focusing on. And, um, it, you know, we just want to just get back out there and just listen to the music again and, you know, dance a little now that we're allowed to dance <laughs> well I'm glad, I'm glad i got to meet you and i'm glad i got to hear your music 
So I want you to come back when your when your album's done. We'll we'll talk about it some more and promote it. Absolutely. And have you again. But this has been fun. I want to thank you for being on the show. No, thank you so much, and thank you for having me. I look forward to coming back and telling you a bit more about the new album. I, I want to hear about this relationship, right, Victoria yeah. <laughs> and the dog. Yeah.